Yeah, bro, hard. Cheer, bro, mean. Um, hey, guys, welcome to the CRM podcast. Uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Bobby Rod Thompson. Hey, bro, welcome to welcome to the podcast. Hey, bro, uh, thanks for having me. It's good. It's great, bro. Cool, bro. Um, been meaning to get you on for a while now, but we've finally made it happen. Probably because of sand kind of put our both, both put our heads in, eh? Yeah. Um, bro, I just, uh, obviously I do Q and A at the end, but I kind of just want to um, <laughs> set the record straight. There's been a few of the boys asking some pretty some pretty bent questions. I just want to um, put a, put a few out there. Otzi and Marcel Renato want to know. Um, ask him who cut your hair. <laughs> my cousin, bro, my cousin. Tell them my cousin cut my hair, bro. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> tell us a story, bro. What's that about? Oh, bro, we, we at Palmy Boys, um, we had this. He's my third form form teacher. He's a um, prison officer, ex prison oh, yeah. officer. He's a like a hard, like white dude, bro. Like used to, he had big forearms like Popeye, bro. And he was, and he um was real hard, like on the students. And he um he called this guy over, Sullivan Ryan was his name. He goes, oi. Who cut your hair? And he's like, Oh, my cousin. He's like, Your cousin's a dickhead. <laughs> That's why when anyone gets a haircut, I'm like, Who cut your hair? Your cousin. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not even about your haircut. It's just about that young. Haircut, they always say, or even if I get a haircut, bro, they always say, Who cut your hair? Especially Oatsy. Yeah. <laughs> That's good, bro. Hey, um, so how you been, brother? What have you been up to? You're yeah, all good, bro. I've just been on holiday. Um, Came back from Japan, um, did a bit of traveling. I went down to Christchurch, um, uh, picked up my daughter, brought her back home. Um, then I went back down and had a um, just catch up with Sean Paranihi. Remember, you know, Sean <laughs> he's um, doing some work down down in Christchurch, doing some good things, and um, went to uh, Matamata bro and um, helped helped a mate with his his racing stable bro. Helped out there for a week. Oh man. I went to Auckland with Bill and um, yeah, just got stuck into some training with him and now back to Palmy. So it's gone pretty quick, the, the two months. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It was good to be home. Do you miss it? Yeah, bro. It's just the freedom, eh? Like, I remember I was listening to Tian's and Tian's uh, potty review and how, like, coming back, if you felt like you felt um, naked without a face mask, bro. It was like real weird. It was like, yeah. Anytime you got out of the car, I was looking for face masks. Yeah, so it's bro, just the freedom being able to go to your mate's house and you know, yeah, town. Yes, true. It's the place to be, bro. Yeah, for sure, hundred percent. Um, obviously, good to catch up with family and stuff. Because how long were you away for? Uh, nine months. Yeah. yeah. Damn. And when when are you heading back? Bro, in two weeks. Oh fuck! Really? Shit, that's gone fast, eh? Two weeks, bro. What are your plans for the next couple of weeks? Nah, get stuck into some more, get some more meters in the legs, I guess. Um, get that, um, get some structure back in and um, get back into my day. So that when I go, go over, it's not so much of a shock to the system. Um, going, going into some, some summer, some, you know, 28 degrees. So straight into training. So yeah, got to, got to go in pretty fit, I guess. Yeah. Nice. Pretty keen on touching on your your Japan journey so far. Um, a little bit later down the track, but how was how was your two week quarantine, bro? We like we struggling or how'd you nah, find it? Oh, I um, I was real good. I was like times yourself, you know, like hadn't had it in a, in a while. Um, yeah. Oh man, Sam, obviously she was with me, but bro, I was, and then it was probably the eighth week or fourth time of doing ISO in a year, so you kind of get used to it in a way. And I was able to get some some um, some work done uh, during it, so it wasn't too bad. Got some got some reading done and that, so it was all good, bro. And I got a bike delivered, so it was all good. Oh man, nice, bro. What bike? Nah, bro. No, just a spin bike. Oh, grateful, grateful. <laughs> hey, bro. Just um, I'll get you to introduce yourself, bro. Tell us um, where you're from, how you grew up, um, just your childhood. Yeah. Uh, so Rob. Rob Thompson, uh, I grew up in Woodville, bro. Uh, just just um, on the way to Dannyburg from Palmerston all through the gorge there. Yeah. There's a population of about a thousand people there. Um, yeah, I got a brother, older brother, he played rugby, um, one or two, and then he went, went and um, played for the Brumbies. Um, two sisters and my mum my and dad. Um, he grew up in Woodville. 
great like great place to grow up as a kid um where he just like had the freedom to do pretty much whatever from a young age like you know always riding out into the country jumping on wild horses and you know stuff like that um, yeah always knocking around with the older boys and that um no it's just a real cool place to to grow up went to school there and then um my old sent all of us kids over through the gorge to, to palmerston north where to you know um i guess ex- get some exposure to to better um schooling and sporting yeah so mm. army boys bro uh, we moved to Palmy when my my younger sister um, started coming to school here. Yeah. Nice, bro. How was um how was Palmy boys for you? Uh, when I got there, it was sort of like small fish in a big pond, you know, because I'd come from a school of two hundred going into a school of sixteen hundred, and I guess like at, at my school, I was like I, I was into everything, so I was swimming, tennis, and all that. Um, yeah. And then when I got to Palmy boys, tried it all out even basketball and I was nothing, you know, like I was sort of, True. even rugby, bro, I, I managed to make, managed to make the um, under 14 A's, but I think they were, uh, my brother had a huge part to do with that because he was in the first 15. Yeah. So like I was bother <laughs> chuck him in. Yeah. yeah. So, and well, even rugby, I struggled for like my first four years, or oh, three years, sorry. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Who was all in? Um, who was all in your year at Palmy Boys? Because you guys had a few good years there. Right? Were you like Cyrus Baker's year, or were you like? He's, he's a year older. Him and Gillies. Yeah. Um, yeah, Cyrus man, he, he made it at a young age, but then had Michael Allardyce in my year. Uh, Antonio Kitty Kitty. Oh yeah. Shout out on missing anyone out. Um, that was in my year, but I didn't make the first fifteen. So Antonio and Allardyce made the first fifteen, and Antonio made it fifth form, bro. I didn't make it to seventh form, but when yeah. I made it. Jace Emery, um, Jay Tarudi, yeah. Nani Lahapi had already, you know, they, they were in there with me. So, yeah. I, like I said, I didn't make it to a seventh form. So I was playing with all those guys, you know, and they were, man, coming through, they were unreal. Yeah, they were big, eh? Um, bro, tell us more a little bit about kind of that big, oh, sorry, small fish in a big pond. Like, how did you how did you deal with that? Do you think that's kind of shaped a little bit of, like, how you are? Because I suppose coming from a small town, going to like a bigger school, there's a lot of examples out there, but how did you find it? Well, like I said, like my brother, like it sort of got me through doors, bro, like pathway, <laughs> gave me the pathway, because he, he was good, man. He, he made first thing at fifth form, went on sixth form, seventh form, injured schools, bro. So yeah. he sort of paved the way for me there at Palmer Boys. And like, oh, yeah, that's Isaac Thompson's little brother, you know, like in that sense, that got me through, I guess, a lot. Yeah. I'd really, Really didn't have much good, like skill or freaking. I guess I had the talent, but I was pretty dormant, you know, like I was like, just asleep the whole time, you know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, dealing with that, yeah, that's what that sort of made me go into my show a little bit, I guess, you know, just being a fire, like, you know, like all these other players, man, it's like, yeah. But saying that, my old man, bro, he, um, he was, you know, he, he sort of painted the picture of like what it would be like to be professional like and even then I wasn't listening to him really but he sort of he guided us both of us through you know um towards that way bro yeah nice nice bro I think like I suppose I'd probably rather have it that way because when I went through the system I was kind of like fifth form first 15 for three years schools like I kind of had it all going so I kind of like almost expected it I kind of wish I had it the opposite kind of how you had it and just like live life a little bit more I reckon like in hindsight, I wish I would have had like a similar journey to yours, to be honest. Yeah, well, my brother, in saying that, my brother had a lot harder, I guess, upbringing than what I did. Like, my old man was a bit lenient on me, but my brother, you know, like he'd get dropped out out in the country, bro, and just go, yeah, find your way home, run home, like at a young age. Like, True. And like, man, dad worked at the meatworks and then he went to, um, Went back to uni and studied, and my brother was sort of like a guinea pig, bro, like all this training. And my brother, like, she he was a bit of a freak, like, come seventh form because he'd done all this training, and, and my old man had sort of molded him. But I think by then he had sort of had enough in a way of, of training. And by the times he got out, you know, it's like, yeah, uh, other things, you know, yeah, fair enough. Um, were you boarding there? Were you boarding at Palmy? Uh, bro, we, well, I was a day student, used to travel every day, it was 30 minutes on the bus, um, 
Then my brother did it for four years. Or, um, but then one year, uh, when I had a fourth form, sorry, um, we, we moved over to Palmer. So, right. Yeah. So were you like, did you like make under 15, second 15 or? Bro, I made, I remember getting dropped from uh, Colts. I didn't go to the Colts tournament, bro. I went to Colts B tournament. <laughs> and then I just played like, yeah. Uh, I'm 16, like in fifth form and then I'm second 15 and sixth form. Yeah. Uh, what was it like, um, like finally making that first 15? Were you kind of thinking, because like you'd got, Obviously, you played Colts B's and stuff. Were you thinking, fuck, these guns are taking the piss? Or? Bro, I, I, I debuted against Wanganui Collegiate in, in sixth form. I had one game. Um, bro, and we beat them 105 mil, or 105 5. It was like, oh, yeah, all good. Yeah. But then the next year, sort of, what, what sort of got me confident um, was I, in, in sixth form, I went and played club club senior um, sevens, bro, in the, in the school holidays. Yeah. Oh, after the first of being, and, um, Bro, and then one or two somehow just called me in to the train, and that sort of grew my confidence, bro, of like backing myself, you know. Mm. Um, and then that went on into yeah, seventh form. I just seventh form, I think I had a whole lot more confidence, bro, of, of backing myself because I was, bro, I was about ninety-seven kg in in seventh form, yeah, and I was probably just like a little bit shorter than what I am now, so I sort of had this wow. massive, bro, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I put on twenty five kg over six form yeah. and 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 off and off um and off season bro. <laughs> That's a props dream, bro. We fit. Yeah, because I've been doing sevens, bro. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. of course. Twenty five kgs. That's unheard of, bro. It was yeah, six form to seventh form was crazy. Yeah. Was, yeah. How was um how was that that seventh form year for you? The old first of thing. How like how. How did you go in? Obviously, you went in confident, but did you have like goals of making schools and stuff? Like, was it was that a goal of yours, or you just wanted to play? You sort of look at guys like Antonio, and you're like, oh, he's a chance. Like, just leave that up to him. You know, he'll do it. Um, we're not too worried. Hmm. wasn't wasn't too worried about that, bro. Like, I remember going to the Hurricane Schools camp and just going there and just not even. I guess not not even knowing what was going on around me, bro. You know, because yeah. it was a boat and bear and here's the talk. Um, um yeah, bears uh Tupo Sopwanga, Lima's little brother. Yeah. Those guys seem like on the, on another level as far as like mentality and like, yeah, they want it. Like it's like, oh yeah, sweet, just let them do that, sit back and let them do that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a bit of that, bro. So. Did you um did you get much game time in that year or yeah, I um we're actually funny. I was thinking about this two days ago. Me and Jay Tarudi, we got dropped on our cap game, bro. We, uh, <laughs> I think it was like 11 starts in the white jersey. Yeah. We got dropped because we played Tauranga boys and our coach said no going out. And me and him went out and someone, someone, uh, Mark went off. So <laughs> I, dropped, bro, and I think I only played 11 games. Yeah, 11, 11 games. True. Did you end up getting your cap or? Yeah, I got my cap, bro. Oh, grateful. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, what did it kind of look like for you, like, leaving school, bro? So, like, when did you kind of enter the turbo system? Did they have academy then, or? Bro, I, um, I, I left school after 15 and worked with my mum at the, um, Goodman Fielders. Like, they do all the dairy, like, distribution. So, bro, I went there, like, 18, she got me a job. But I never went, I went to the turbos academy and I left. I left, bro, and I just stopped turning up. So I didn't. I wasn't in that system until after I came up from Canterbury, bro. Yeah. Oh, of course, true. So, what was that? Um, it's obviously you're just pretty blase. Just go with the flow. Fuck whatever happens, happens, eh? Yeah, but bro, like 18, 19 is when my old man was like, really like, man, if you want to be a rugby player, then you got to put in the work, bro. And like, I've had jobs. Like, Mum got me a job, and I was like, man, this sucks. Like, I just want to play. Well, and that's where it grew. Like, I was, man, I just want to play rugby, man. Yeah. If the, no, like, fuck this. I remember coming home, my man was like, why don't you go to work? I was like, I don't want to work. He's like, you got to work, mate. I, can... I was like, I want to play rugby. And that's where it grew, bro, like 19, 20 years. Nice, bro. Kind of explain how that mindset change shifted for you. Like, once you made that decision that you that you, knew you wanted to play footy, how did that change for you, like, your mindset? Bro, I just... Um... I just hated getting up at six o'clock in the morning, you know, and, and finishing doing doing a job I didn't like. 
and um, I've got good mates I used to work with. They, they still remind me of how I used to sort of work where I was, bro, because I just go around and just laugh or joke around. But I always got um, chances because my mum was like, you know, she's uh, been out there for years. So yeah. everyone's sort of like, oh, nah, leave him alone. He's all good. Yeah. <laughs> um, what kind of – talk us through Canterbury, bro. So how, how did you end up getting there? Bro, I – um. Me and my at this time I was about twenty, and me and my old man, I was still living at home, and bro, we just started clashing hard out because I was being a bit of a, you know, a bit, bit of a diff, just young and not, yeah. not up to fuck all, bro. And he was uh, just, bro, I went to crush it to meet up with a mate, and um, bro, I never came home. <laughs> I don't know, I wouldn't catch up with him. Good mate, still good mates today, and um, I was like, nah, fuck that, I'm not going back to Palmy, and I, bro, I just never came home. True. Yeah, I went down there with one bag of gear, bro, like clothes. It's pretty crazy looking back. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Um, what, did you play? Did you end up playing club footy down there? or? Yeah, so um, when I was playing sevens, I ended up going to a New Zealand sevens camp and I met a guy, Mark Jackman, bro, who used to play for um, Canterbury sevens in, in New Zealand. And I messaged him, I was like, bro, I'm down in Canterbury. Do you have a club? Do you have a club I can come to? Bro, it just so happened to be, he was like, yeah, come to training. So this was on, I got down on the Saturday, on the on the Monday, he was like, yeah, come to training tomorrow. I rocked up, bro. And Nathan and Aaron Major were the coaches. And I'm like, oh, hey, what, what are you up to? I was like, oh, no, nah, I'm not in the turbos. I just thought I'd give it a crack down here. And bro, it's, those are the dudes that got, you know, got, my, got me in the door. True. What club was that? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, and they're, 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 I think that club, man, they got so many super rugby players coming through. All Blacks, man, it's it's a it's a good club to, it was a good club for me anyway. I was just so lucky that, you know, that was the club to be at because those guys had a little bit of pull in the, in the Canterbury system. Yeah. And obviously you did it right there as well, so. Bro, my first training, I was like, because I couldn't catch and pass at the same time. I couldn't run and pass, bro. I had a real poor skill set. I could run, but not like catch and pass. I'm yeah. pretty sure. My first, my first pass, bro, was like this move where I get it behind behind the 12. Yeah, 10. Uh, 12 short me out the back and I throw a long ball, bro, and I just went straight behind the fullback. Yeah. Twice in a row, they must have thought, who the F's this dude, man? <laughs> Go back to Palmy. Yeah, and then bro, it was like, I remember like the Canterbury Colts were coming up like two weeks later, Canterbury Colts um, were having a trial and Aaron Major was like how, like, how old are you? I was like, oh, I'm 20. He goes, oh, you're still young enough to play Colts. Bro, the next day I was on the Colts team, but I didn't have to trial, you know, so. Fuck. Obviously, like, I played all good, played on the wing down there, but um, yeah, as a man, he, he looked after me. Bro, that's yeah. good. Um, how long were you down there before Canterbury decided to give you a crack? Bro, I was um, I was there for twelve months, and then I was like a sort of fast track, bro. Like it was crazy. Like it was, yeah. Looking back, it was pretty pretty crazy, bro. With all of, all of them twelve months, I was in the Crusaders, bro. Like starting and fuck, it's just it's bizarre, man. Like played um, Canterbury Colts, um, yeah. Played, you know, had some good players. Um, Michael Allardos was in there. Um, Mitch Graham. Um, bro, just real good players. Um, but what I learned there is how to play in, in a system and like just nail your own role, and that's that's um, what Canterbury was good for. Um, yeah. It was good for me, and all I had to do was do my job. And um, so Canterbury Colts had finished, and then in the preseason, bro, I was just chilling, working part time, um, and I get a phone call. I was just about to leave to work, and Aaron Major goes. Oh, can you come play for the Crusaders um, against the Hurricanes in a preseason? I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> Somewhere and hit a got a whole half, bro. And then, yeah, it's just all of a sudden, like, made Canterbury minor 10 in 2013, played nine games out of 11, played in the final, and then, yeah, into the Crusaders, bro. So, like, <laughs> it all went like real quick, but then it was over real quick, you know? So, yeah. Bro, kind of, kind of talk talk about that. So obviously, there's a lot of boys out there who are on the up. They get injured and they kind of realise that it can be taken away real quick. 
Um, in your case, you kind of made it real quick, and then, like you said, it ended real fast too. What was what was that experience like? Because obviously, like they've like for, for twelve months, they're like, "Yeah, Bobby, we want you. You're, you're playing, you're playing," and then all of a sudden, you're not. Like, what was that like for you, bro? Oh, like it's. I was. I had, I was looking around at the players, bro, and I was like, "Fuck! What the fuck?" Look at McCall, Dan Carter, Rito, Dag. You know, like Tom Taylor. All those dudes around, bro. And I'm just, what the fuck's going on? And, um, like preseason came around, and I was on the wing. Um, they're like, um, bro, the round one came around against the Chiefs, and I was fucking named on the bench, and I was like, what the fuck? But I never got on. Um, and then we ended up losing, and then play the Blues the following week. Um, and as is like, um, you ready? And I was like, as he goes, yeah, because we're gonna start you this week. And then from that day, like from from that moment on, right until final whistles a blur, bro. Like it was just, True. yeah, just it wasn't. It was probably the worst debut you could probably think of, to be honest. Like after that game, on my confidence levels just dropped for about twelve weeks, I guess. Fuck. Because what they did is they dropped me, but no one talked to me about you know, like not even not even like a coach came up to me like till, until three weeks later, like. Oh, Sorry, mate. We should have we should have managed this a lot better. But bro, for twelve weeks, I'd lost. Like I thought, that's me done. Like, yeah, bro, I'm never gonna play ever again. Like I went through that, you know. That's dragging my ass around, bro. You know, it's like fuck. That yeah. that's hard, man. Like it took them three weeks to come say, yeah. See, that's yeah. yeah. You'd think yeah they'd learn their lesson, bro, by by that. But then I watched the player. I don't. I won't name him, bro. But I watched them do the exact same thing, and bro, he, you know, he was, you know, didn't really kick on after that. So yeah. Like, yeah like, I don't know. Maybe probably if they managed it a lot better, he could still be playing. So. Hundred percent. I suppose, like, I guess in terms of being a young footy player, like you train. And you play and you get in good form and it takes one game to take all that away from you, eh? How important for for young players is it for them to have like a, a good luck? Like, did you have a good relationship with your coaches? I did with Ezra, um, and I think he went in batting for me, but um I think the guys above him were like, nah, like he had his chance, like and he he hasn't shown anything. Like I think that's how, how it went. Um, and also like where I was competing against Dag Dagger. He had just come back into form. Um, he'd um, just come off the back of a big All Blacks campaign, bro. He had just coming back into form, so it was sort of hard to get back in, man. And he started ripping up that year. Yeah. yeah. Looking back at that, how how what would you have done different? Like, would you have approached your coaches, or would you have just like let it slide, or like how did it change your perspective? Well, as far as prepping for the game, or after. Um... Both, bro, both. Bro, older. Looking back, like that's why I tell all these young dudes coming through. I'm like, bro, like I had too much respect for the opposition, bro. They're like Charles Pietel, all those dudes, you know. Um, Peter Saeli at the time, like, like you like, uh, like, just had too much respect on the field. Yeah. So I uh, like uh, encourage the young guys now, like, fuck, you know, respect them, but like, fuck, when you're on the field, man, give it to them, man, because like. Yeah. They want to, they want you to bow down like they want you to fucking think that you're you're not there yet but bro just fucking like someone like Gruder man I like really respect him because he yeah. fucking took it to you know the opposition um, this year coming on um, so yeah it's just be confident and just you know if if them bro respect them off the field but once you're on there enough nah, that you hundred know. percent. Bro, comparing, like, take rugby out of the equation, comparing Palmy to Christchurch, like, in terms of, like, life and how, how it was living down there, how did you how did you find it? Did you enjoy it? Bro, it was, like, a fresh start for me because I was, bro, I was up to no good here, man. I was, on, I was on the piss, like, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, you know? So, like, so, every uh, week, week in, week out, man. So, going down there was a fresh start. Um, but, you know, um, got to meet some some good young young guys coming through um richie moanga and um mitch drummond debuted on the on the same all the same year um, yeah and i live with mitch mitch for a year so or two years actually he's a great great guy bro. yeah 
Nice, bro. Um, how how long were you at the Satyrs for? Was it just one year? One year, and then the next year, that I didn't get contracted, but I was just in and out. Yeah, oh, yeah. on a contract. Yeah. Yeah. How were your um? Obviously, it took you about twelve weeks, which is three months, to kind of bounce back in terms of confidence levels. Was it? Did it help at all getting called back in the following year, or was it like, oh fuck, I've I've blown my shot type of thing? Oh, so nah, so when my confidence picked back up, where I was like, they called me in again. They're like, oh, because you've been training well. I got another shot, so I played the games. England, yeah, England came over, and I got twenty minutes, only because you know the All Black boys are out. Yeah, um, Mani, I think he was playing maybe for Fiji or yeah, and then they're like the week later, head injuries and the other player. All Blacks were still out, so I got a shot against the the Canes, and that sort of got me back. But bro, it might have been a different story if I didn't get that those two games. You know? Yeah, it's yeah. crazy how two games can just change a lot, eh? Yeah, yeah. Did, would you say that's like your first kind of like a little bit of adversity in in the pro footy arena? Like, did that kind of change your perspective on like pro footy in general? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That was that was. Like at the time, man, I was I was dragging my ass around, like I said, you know, like a real, just head down, bro. And it was like, because you don't you don't see the you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel, I guess. And you're like, yeah. and you're like, well, like what am I gonna do now? You know, is it back to work for me? You know, am I back on the tools? You know, so yeah. What would you do different, bro? Bro, like I said, I just back myself, you know, like just have the faith, man. And I guess that's what. Um, I try to keep now, even though sometimes, you know, like you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel sometimes, like, oh, how many more years I've got, or, you know, that kind of, where everyone gets hit by that doubt and, and yeah. all that stuff. Um, but I guess it's keeping faith, bro, every day, just have the faith, like, yeah, it'll all work out. It just, you just got to put in the money, that's it. And yeah. Stay focused, bro. Nice, bro. Obviously, Crusaders have been um, probably one of the most dominant teams over the last decade. What's one thing you took from that environment, bro? Like you were behind DC, McCaw. Bro, it was player driven. Like, like, man, like, it was just, and everyone wanted to be there. You know, everyone wanted to be there. Um, I guess, yeah, just the player input and the, yeah, it's, it's hard to explain, bro, because it's like, yeah, it's, it's a great, great environment, bro. And like, anyone thrives there. It's just, yeah, real hard to explain, like, Player driven, yeah, it's it's, it's it's quite hard to explain. Bro. Yeah, um, bro, talk to us about your move to the to the Highlanders. Like, when did that come, and how how was how were the options weighing up for you, bro? So two fifteen, I sort of, bro, it's just a, I was like, fuck it, you know, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go hard, I'm not even worry about it, because you've always got that in the back of your mind when you're off contract, like, will I get a contract? Will I get a contract? Yeah. I wrote down, I wrote down, I said, nah, fuck this, I just won't worry about it. But my my goal will be like, I'll get, my goal was to have a few op, um, a few options, not just one. So I wrote down, and the goal was like, have a few have a few offers, bro. And I just forgot about it. And I just really, bro, expressed myself. And mm. probably one of my best years of one of 10, where I just had the weight off my shoulders, just, just having fun, bro. And I was also lucky because I had like, Tom Taylor at 10, um, Crotty at 13, or good, Jack just came in. <laughs> like players everywhere which like made made me look look all good, you know, when it came to my 10. And yeah, um, I hit a, I reckon that was one of my best seasons in 2015. Um, oh, Richie Moanga, yeah, he just, he was cemented a starting position as well. And yeah, I just, Ended up getting a few op- um, opportunities after that, and I ended up taking the Highlanders, bro, because it was like the security of two years, and they'd just won in two fifteen. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah it was, that, that was why, bro. Were there um were there any other teams that you had an option for, or the Landers were kind of number one? Yeah, initially I said yes to the Hurricanes, bro. Um, I said yes, and then but nothing was on paper because it was the only offer at the time, and within a week. I had their, them, the Crusaders came back in the Highlanders. Yeah. Nice, bro. How was that move to Dunedin? Like, did you like it? A lot of the boys love it there, eh? That's yeah, it's, it's <laughs> the same place, bro. It's awesome. Bro. It's like, 
bro, they love footy down there. And uh, it's just, yeah, it's a, it's a great place where it's, if you're young, you know, it's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How many caps did you not notch up for them? Would have been a few, way. Eh? Landers? 58, yeah. bro. 58? Yeah, 58. Yeah. Bro, that's a, that's a decent nudge, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Considering, bro, I never thought I'd play, you know, the, after that season stuff. Bro. That's why I just got to keep faith, bro. Yeah. Keep um, bro, tell us about that journey at the Landers, man, because obviously it's put you in good stead for the rest of your footy career. Because um, how old are you now? You still got you still got a few years in you. Month, bro, Thirty next month. No, nah, this month. Oh, this month. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, bro. Uh, good, um, bro. Jamie Joe, real great great coach man like he's just a staunch guy man and you just, he's just real black and white he's honest i remember he pulled me aside after playing playing shit one game and he goes um he's like what have you been up to and i was like what do you mean he's like you've been negotiating your prep haven't you i was like yeah he's like i saw you on the phone pre-match you know what's going through your head mate he's like didn't he goes you're at the top of the pile he was like you're at the top of the pile now you're at the bottom of the heat how are you gonna get your job <laughs> Or only just walked off. And I was oh like, fucking hell! Really? Well, I, I I respect him, bro. I I love his style of coaching because he was just black and white, bro. You know, like yeah. But he, you know, um, you could also have a real good yarn with him about you know just just life in general. And Brownie, Brownie was there as well when um, Stormy, mm. Stormy coaches the he's with All Blacks now. He's a good fella. So. Nice, bro. Yeah. Um, what was it like playing with with Nug? And obviously Ash, Ash was there as well. Obviously coming from the Crusaders environment, DC and Richie, but kind of how did they lead the team? Like, what's the Landers um, environment like? Yeah, um, when I was yeah, Nug, he, he leads by example, and and Smudgy does. He leads. I think um, they both lead with their actions. Well, you know, um, not big talkers. Like they both lead with their actions. You know, and when. When a leader does that, bro, it's so much easier to follow. Yeah. Um, and Ben Smith's the same, bro. You know, like I guess Highlanders, they don't really, they don't really have the big talkers. But these guys, you know, they they love being a Highlander. They love doing it for the the people of you know the south, um, yeah. and they really buy into it, bro. Like Bender, man, you know, like he didn't really say much, but I just led by his actions. Um, another one was Lima, bro. Like he's took me under his wing in my first year. Really looked after me. Um, the day he left, bro, and we still keep in touch, bro. Like, yeah, he he was he was also a great great player as well to play play outside as well. That's mean, bro. That's mean. Um, what's your what's your biggest learning from from that experience, bro? Down in down in Dunedin. Um, right, that, that taught me to just be yourself, bro. Like the landers that you know when they go down there and you first year, like, yeah, we're you know. Like, when you looked at it, and it's not so much now, now like in the last three years, but when I went there, we were sort of the, the outcasts, you know, the the we were the guys that no no one wanted, you know, like no teams wanted, you know, like yeah. we had guys like um, Mark Reddish, Mark, Mark, like you know, just guys that have played in like other teams and sort of been neglected. So we all come together, we all come together um, at the Highlanders, and that's what they live lived by, bro. That sort of Outcast, but we come together and you know, yeah, it's yeah, working. Shane Christie's your, your damn prize. We never made it in Auckland, but you know, like, yeah, yeah, but then cracked it down south, yeah, oh, man. yeah, this, yeah, it, it sort of it helps you just, bro, just do your own thing, bro. You know, like, no one, no one bothers you if you just bro, you can do whatever you want, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's mean, that's mean, um. At what what year did you make the the Maldives? And what, bro? Tell us about that. What was that like? Two seventeen, bro. Um, against the Lions. Yeah, Maldives was cool, bro. It was cool. It was always a team I wanted to play for. Yeah. Um, and finally getting the the call up, um, and then playing. Um, yeah, it was pretty cool, bro. Because my old man had just he had just passed. Um, and so. You know, doing that, and then my mum being able to watch, you know, and it was pretty special, bro. It was probably you know, one of the highlights of my career, bro. Planning bro. Yeah. What's that environment like? That Maldives environment, bro. It's awesome, man. It's uh, you wish like you walk away like full of 
wide or bro. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's it's awesome, man. And just all the boys together. Um it's just yeah, real real good. It's a shame it's not for you know, we're not assembled for too long. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's a it's a real cool environment, bro. Just bro, we got to the point where we were staying at Mirai's and stuff, eh? Towards That's the cool. Um, that's cool. Bro, we went on some cool tours as well, like countries you never thought you'd go to, like Brazil, Canada, Chile, you know, like, yeah. bro, it was, yeah, it was me. That's right. Bro, was, um, was Rolly Rifle there when you were there? Nah, nah, he was a bit before me, bro. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, how many, how many games did you play for the Maldives? I think I've done about seven, six or seven. Yeah. Bro, that's mean. That's mean. Um, talk us through your last year at the Landers and kind of how, how it ended up um, you going to Japan, like weighing up that option. Yeah. Um, did you get another crack with the Landers or was it elsewhere or? Um, yeah, initially the Landers wanted to resign until 2023. Um, True. I, oh, yeah, sweet. Like that's, yeah, all good. But then I was injured and they went away on tour to South Africa, Argentina. And then while they were over there, I, I was back home and my agent sort of rang me and said, oh, look, there's a Toyota interested. I sort of said, oh, yeah. You know, like, yeah, why not, bro? Like, let's yeah. take it. So I, bro, I pretty much signed. Um, and then COVID kicked in. Um, so we all went into isolation and we went back. And Aaron Major sort of set the challenge. He messaged me and said, oh, you know, like, what sort of nick are you going to come back? And I went back and I got a four three six in the Bronco. Fuck. Just to prove a point, bro, that I still wanted to be there. Um, but yeah, like my form, my you know, if I'm being honest, bro, my form did dip, and I was playing some pretty average footy, you know, like yeah. not up to the standard. And um, eventually, that saw me get dropped, you know. So, bro, looking back, was my foot already on the plane? You know, like I don't, you know, it's, I don't know, but it was just, you know, it's just. Sort of, my last year was kind of hard, bro. You know, like it was just, I was flat. You know, I just had yeah. no, yeah, sort of no energy to, to, or no motivation to play well at the time. Well, it was only, it was only for like three or four weeks where I hit that sort of, yeah, flatness. Yeah, that happens though, eh? It happens, bro. Like you're at a, I suppose you're at a high performance level for so long, like you're at minor 10, you have a two weeks break, you're into super, like it's never ending, bro. So, I mean, it's pretty rare for people not to kind of experience that type of stuff, but um, yeah, carry on, bro. Like that whole option of going to Toyota, pretty easy decision for you. So. Yeah, it was, bro. Like considering the, you know, the, 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 the way it was and, um, the amounts of games, you know, you got to weigh all that up and who was going there, who was there. So Steve Hansen was there, um, Rito, um, uh, Gareth Evans was supposed to come, but he ended up deciding to stay. So, and then, yeah, obviously like town, I was like, yeah, this is going to be, it'd be cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I yeah, just took it up and obviously like, sort of, you, you sort of want to make the All Blacks and when you sort of hear that you're not in the, in the mix, it's sort of like, oh yeah, well, might as well go, you know, go somewhere else and, and have a kick there. Yeah. So, bro, touch on that. So, do, do you kind of get a little bit of indication from from the ABs that you're not quite in the frame, or like, do you hear that from it's, your agent? No, if you're in the frame, you sort of get told. Which you know, in two sixteen, you sort of hear, you know, had a little bit of talk and and testing and all that stuff. Um, yeah. And then yeah, like through your agent and that you do, but yeah, other than that. Man, um, what what was Japan like, bro? Just in general, um, bro. Through COVID, it was um, we didn't really see much. Um, but as far as rugby goes, bro, I think I think it, it it provides you to succeed, bro. Like they've got everything there. They've got the training centers, the facilities, and like now I know, like because through COVID and that, it's sort of a blessing in disguise because you can go there and just focus on your craft, bro. Like. Hmm. really stuck in like uh, last season was, was uh, um, now I know now I know what to expect you know like don't expect to be able to go out and do stuff so like you gotta find sort of I guess find what's the word 
don't know, find like find meaning and you know and and just being able to go to training and and focus. Bro, it's just find focus, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean? nice, That's what bro. I'm on now. So yeah. Obviously, it makes it easier now that I got the missus and and she she's over there with me. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Have any um have any have any cool or funny stories from? I suppose any of any of those environments you've been in, bro. Bro, there's too many. <laughs> <laughs> what's for, what's a few that come to mind? Oh, bro, oh there's, nah, there's too many, bro. Oh, I think what Anders has probably been the funnest, you know, like living with um, Jackson Hemapu, um, Tom Franklin, and, and Dan Pryor. Yeah, <laughs> um, Lima, bro, Lima looked after me. So like living, bro, that would be the best thing. Is like every year I sort of had. You know, like living with different boys. Um, in my first year, I had Lima, and then I had um, yeah, T Franks, DP, and Jack Simapo, bro. They're the most relaxed customers you'll ever meet, bro. But when it comes to the crunch, bro, they're, they're on, man. They're, yeah, yeah. They sort of taught me how to chill out, bro, a little bit, you know, like right. I was a little bit of a like on edge kind of dude, <laughs> and they taught me, you know, like bro, they're always on the gap, you know, just chilling. And yeah, I learned a lot, a lot off those guys. And then my last year I had Gruder and um, Manaki, bro. <laughs> That's good, bro. Oh, What's bro, the... So many memories there, like, you know, I just don't know. Yeah. Price to say, yeah, 100%. Um, what's, the, what's the level of footy like in Japan? Like, what kind of difference did it make for you? For you? Bro, I'm at a club where it's real competitive, like, it, and that stems from the owner, bro. The owner's competitive. All he wants to do is compete with the top, you know, the top, and he, and it trickles down. But we've got a competitive coach, Simon Cron. He's very competitive. Um, the Jack boys are all competitive, and that made it easier to, you know, to stay, stay on top of your game. Um, really go to work on your game, and then coming to play other teams like. You could, your teams like, uh, I guess the top six teams like Panasonic, um, Suntory, Toshiba, all real tough, bro. It matches super rugby. Like, um, I think, yeah, Tian was saying about the ball and play minutes. Yeah, like my first four games, I was fucked. Like, it's, it's laps, man, and it's fast. Yeah. It's fast. So, um, yeah, but then you've got teams that, you know, like, the, it's not as physical you, you're putting 40 points on them you know yeah. so bro it, it's yeah it's a mixture but the top teams are no different to super rugby games man yeah how who's the top team over there Panasonic bro they won it Panasonic how do you, how do you think they'll get on against like I don't know the Chiefs bro they'll, they'll, yeah it'll be a close one like they are close <clears throat> especially with Robbie Dean's man like they didn't have big names. They had Hadley Parks, you know, like, and, but tactically, and, you know, and strategically, they were just on, man. They were just, and that's Robbie Dean's there. Yeah. 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 Obviously, before you kind of, you got on the bird and went over to, over to Jet, you, um, you played a few years for the Turbos there. Eh? Was that always a goal of yours, wanting to, wanting to go home and, and play for the Turbos again? I wasn't a goal, bro, but at the time, um, Sort of made sense. So I sort of, um, yeah, I wanted to come home and just try something different. And I thought, you know, turbos, <clears throat> you know, why not? Why not give it a crack? Because at the time they had a good side. You know, I think they had just won maybe the year before. They had just won, got them promoted or something. Uh, yeah, to the to the premiership. Yeah, I went there. My first year was good, man. It was, it was good. And then my second year, I just struggled with head knocks, man. And like. Hmm. Yeah, then again, that was another sort of tough period to get through, through having three consecutive head knocks. That was, um, yeah, it was a bit of adversity as well, so it was a bit of a tough time. Yeah. How did you deal with that? Bro, it was just time, man. Like, it was just, yeah, it was it was tough, man, because, like, some days were grey, you know, like, it was just like, fuck, I didn't really want to get out of bed at times. and Yeah. It was just like, Midwinter, you know, and Palmy's not that tropical, bro. It's, like, <laughs> and it's like it was a bit of a slog, and to be honest, in my in my um, final year at the Turbos in two eighteen, 
but you know, like you, you give it yeah, just just time, bro. I guess. Yeah. What were a few things that kind of helped you through that, bro? Like, if there's any any of the boys or younger boys out there listening who have kind of, I suppose, going through a little bit of adversity at the moment, what helped you get through those tough times? Bro, I, I was lucky I had Oatsy, bro, because he he just lived around the corner from my mum, and I was staying at my mum's, and um, bro, he just come pick me up, you know, come pick me up, go for a feed, go for a coffee. I mean, yeah, he's he's the man, bro, at that time, so. Yeah, I guess yeah, just having bro, having the boys around, yeah, yeah. just reach out. So. Nice, bro. Yeah. Um, have you? Well, what other kind of like major setback? Have you major setbacks? Have you had? Have you had like many major injuries, or you've been pretty pretty lucky on that oh, front? Yeah. Bro, I was supposed to bro in my first year of super um osteitis pubis and all that. What's That's that? Like no, a, like a um pelvic um groin starts at the groin where the cartilage tears. It's common, bro. Um. Where it's just like chronic pain in your groin for like 18 months. I could have got surgery, but it just, yeah, just, bro, they were like, yeah, surgery or you're going to need it somewhere along the line. And it just went away from there. Like it took uh, 18 months. Yeah. Through those Crusader years, that's when I had it. And I wasn't able to like run at full speed because I was just pain, full of pain. Um, but yeah, it sort of went away. But yeah, other than that, I had no surgeries, bro. So touch wood. Yeah. Nice, bro. Hopefully, hopefully it stays like that, eh? Probably not hitting hard enough, bro, or running hard enough. That's it. <laughs> um, bro, we've got a we've got a few questions here that we'll rip into. Um, some of them are actually pretty good. We'll start with, um, what would you say to your younger self? Yeah, like I said, bro, just um, just do the work. Just put your head down and go to work, and just have faith that. You know, you might not be getting the results, but like it'll be setting you up for something bigger in in the future. So just just back yourself, like back yourself hundred percent. And there's a balance between like I'm not saying go out there and be arrogant. You know, you can be yeah. humble. Just just back yourself inside. You know, inside really have that that faith and that confidence yeah, in yourself. Yeah. Nice, bro. How important is it for rugby players to do something on the side before they leave the game? Make sure they're in good stead. Um, well, I, I can't really comment on that because I I didn't I didn't do that. Um, so I feel that I can't really comment. I'm, yeah. I I think if you if you're into rugby, you, you go hard at it. You know, like yeah. I know a lot of parents are like oh you always need something to fall back on, but yeah, you can make a career out of rugby. Um, and it's all up to the individual if they want to go to uni. You know, it's if they, mm. you know got the time management you know it's, I guess, yeah, but i can't really but i can't really comment on that. yeah no, that's all good um mason stevens wants to know do you love coldies <laughs> bro used to used to mace but um <laughs> <laughs> he does bro he does <laughs> how has your perspective changed um for the game over the years um I guess as the years gone on, I've sort of the love for it's become stronger. You know, the passion mm. for it. Um, only because I'm I'm grateful for what it's done for me, bro. Like opportunities, the structure it's given me in life. You know, like I don't think you realise it when you're going back to back seasons. Say if you're in a Super Rugby team, going into my team, like the structure that it provides you, bro. For even just day to day living, man. Like it's that's what it was good for me. And I think yeah. without structure, um, at times, you know, I was sort of a bit, bit sidetracked. You know, like on days off or holidays, you know, especially I'd be doing stuff like getting on the piss of the boys and, and that during the off season. Yeah. But yeah, I think me for rugby's given me a lot and it's provided a lot. So yeah, I, I just my passion for it's gotten even stronger. So. Nice, bro. I like that. Um, Johnny Foley, how much yen? Love hard eyes. <laughs> Not as much as him, bro, because he's going for that passport. <laughs> he wants to stay there, bro. He's, fuck, he doesn't want to be an overstayer. Yeah, yeah. See, you guys are different teams, eh? Yeah, it's a Shiba. Bro, I, you just got to watch out for him, bro, because he, man, he'll come from the wing to smoke you. Oh. And you're, and you're, he's, he, he's, you're four... You know, like he could be marking four guys out, bro, and he's still coming and smoking. 
He's yeah, that too. He's always done that though since club rugby and um they probably did it at school, but I remember seeing him club rugby but he was playing for um Canterbury Uni, but and he just true. He's got so, steel yeah. shoulders, eh? Yeah, bro, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um favorite thing about playing for Canterbury. Bro, it's just the environment, man. It's just in the in the, the players I got to play with. Right also the coaches, man, like Razor, Jace Holland, um, Joe Medic, bro, all fuck all coaches, bro. Like yeah, it's just a great environment, bro. It's yeah. The whole thing. I don't I don't have a bad thing to say about Canada, bro. Just, That's good, bro. I like yeah. that. Um best uh, best rugby memory. Yeah, probably more the All Blacks against Lions, bro. Nice. Um, best coach and why? Bro, it's a hard one. Bro, I can't separate them, bro. Like, I can't. Everything they've done for me, you know, I, I guess you'd have to say, like, Jace Holland, um, Razor, and um, oh, Glenn Delaney. Bro, I've had some... <laughs> I just can't, bro, because I've all been real good, you know. Like, I've been yeah. Great. Um, yeah. I guess I've got a good good relationship with um, Glenn Delaney, you know, um, Jason Holland, even though he's at the Hurricane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alfie's good, eh? Bro, he's good, yeah. Mm. Um, two more, bro. Uh, sorry, how was it juggling a child and playing pro footy? Bro, I was, you know, so my, my daughter, Rihanna's... She, I wasn't with her mother, so um, you know, I, I wasn't, I hadn't been really there um, as much as what I you know, probably um, would like to, but it's from living in, in um, different cities. Yeah, tough. Um, it wasn't easy, you know, not being able to see her in that, but hopefully one day she can look back and, you know, um, say that, oh, you know, he was just doing the best for what was me, you know, like going to yeah. work and really trying to provide. That's, that's all. Um, bro, I'm just lucky that her mum, you know, is easy, you know, easy going, and I can see her whenever I want. I can bring her home whenever I want. Call yeah, her nice. You know, it's, it runs smooth, you know, so I've never had any issues. So, yeah, it's tough, but it's, yeah, yeah, it's just the way it goes sometimes. Yeah. yeah, I had a few questions like that come in. Um, obviously, like a lot of the boys that are like my age, a little bit younger, are kind of starting to have kids and stuff, and they're struggling that balance between. Like having having a young child and playing pro footy, like how much time do they put into each and stuff? So, um, they kind of just wanted to see your input on that. But, um, just last question, bro. Advice for any young listeners for life in general. Bro, mine would just follow your passion. Like, my my passion outside um, rugby is racing, bro. So we we grew up. My old man worked in a stable, and I. Jeff Lynn's, um, he's a trainer, and I was there this morning, you know, we've kept that relationship, and that's another passion of mine, like, follow your passion, man, like, and there you'll find the real love, and then it just, like, it doesn't feel like work, you know, like, it doesn't yeah. feel, I guess that, that'd be my, and, and just, yeah, just focus on it, I guess, like, I'm 30, and I'm just starting to find proper focus, what, what I think, you know, like, really knuckling down on I'm really focusing in and concentrating. Yeah, on that. Nice, bro. Um, bro, I just wanna, I just wanna thank you for jumping on, bro. I know you're busy. Um, I know you've only got a couple of weeks left at home, but obviously you and I have been been chatting for a while, wanting to get you on. But yeah, bro, thanks for making the time. Um, safe travels back to Japan, and I'll I'll be, I'll be following um, pretty closely as well, hoping you guys go right over there. But um, yeah, bro, thanks for jumping on, brother. Uh, all good, bro. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.